Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Justin and I come across a really tough time at work or in our relationship and we pray. And so being able to have that connection with, with God and also with myself has been the most difficult, but most rewarding journey. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. Yeah, I'm Todd Isburner. Oh, I switched that up you on you, did, didn't I? did, thank you. <laughs> and I'm Wendy Pett. My co-host, or am I her co-host? <laughs> and yeah, we're here together with another issue, another episode. Yeah, another or issue, 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 episode. We have issues, but we this is an episode. Do. This is going to help work through some of those issues. Yeah, today, we hope so. You know, God wastes nothing, Todd. Yeah, I know that. I mean, I just took the trash recyclables out yesterday. Okay, I know that he's is gonna not put what. No, You're that not is not what that. I mean. Okay, never mind. <laughs> what, do you, what, I mean. what do you What do you after here? What I'm saying is that all of our individual experiences, our education, our our working fields are often an opportunity to give us practice mm-hmm. and certain skills, so that when our purpose fully is revealed, then we can fall right into it, almost as if it were natural and even seamless. Well, that's where our guests uh, come into play today because they have very impressive resumes. I mean, seriously, when yes, I went through. Their bios are going, oh my goodness, look at this. <laughs> but everything on their resumes uh, really was preparation for their, quote, next season in life. And uh, it's pretty cool because it also prepared them to come together. Uh, and now as a recently married couple, and uh, they just are a powerhouse working together. They are, and they're adorable. And we're going to hear their story. And we believe that you will be inspired to go after your own God-given dreams that utilize your gifts and talents and skills in a level-up kind of way. So our guests today are Justin Rothling Chauffeur and his beautiful bride, Elise Gollin. And they are, like Todd said, a beautiful power couple. They and are. they are yeah. using their gifts to empower others. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Justin. So from a young age, Justin has always been self-motivated to improve, uh, developing the discipline and work ethic necessary to excel. And we've seen that firsthand. Oh, this dude knows how to make it happen. <laughs> he sure does. At 13 years old, his father said, I love this son. Talent will get you noticed, but consistency will get you paid. <laughs> that, you sure he said that, in that tone? Well, probably. probably. I don't know. <laughs> but that set him up uh, in his quest for founding the company Own It, and it's a company dedicated to helping people transform wellness into performance. And so over the last 20 years, Justin has worked... I mean, you know, he's worked with some some high class folks like Stanley Cup champions, NHL MVPs, Super Bowl champions, Olympians, entrepreneurs, oh, yeah. uh, Fortune 500 companies. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's got a, an MS in sport performance and human biology. Then he went and he got more work and graduate work in functional medicine, and uh, and then worked as a performance director in the uh, the NHL and the NCAA. So here's what's really cool. Justin's got a real knack for taking what, you know, is complex and just making it simple. Right. 
This is what you know I need does. more than anything. You're actually good at that too. Make it simple. Yeah, yeah. but make it simple. Because <laughs> I'm simple. He's, <laughs> no, but he's great. But at he's, it. So he'll take the latest research on nutrition and training and recovery, and then he'll package it into digestible, systematic, and applicable steps. And this is what they do through Own It and the right. whole coaching program. And just the average person yeah. can get it and grasp it. And so by the great. way, if you want to learn more about this, I mean, yeah. you, you check them out. We'll put it all in the show notes. But also, he's got like three best selling Amazon books. Uh, or Amazon best-selling books, Intent, Blueprint, and the Own It Manual. And uh, they focus on peak performance, human optimization, and applying data and testing to create personalized blueprints. And man, is that cool. Yeah, it is so cool. And his beautiful bride, Elise, is she is the CEO of Own It Coaching. And she comes with a wealth of experience after helping grow multi-billion dollar corporations in the retail industry. Now, don't be jealous, ladies, because she was most recently an executive at Christian Louboutin. Yes, and those shoes. Just the name itself makes it go, ooh. Ooh, yeah. I didn't even say, I didn't even say it correctly or give it much justice. But um, in her role there, she built teams that consistently overperformed and contributed to significant growth. And after working her way up the corporate structure, she knew in her heart that she was an entrepreneur with a passion to change people's lives. And she really does have that passion. She went back to school and invested heavily in her own development and education to become an IPEC and ELI MP certified coach with thousands of hours of formal training. And it led her to co-founding, almost said funding, maybe. Maybe she did that too. (laughs) Co-founding, own it, and driving the development of the inner energy team. So so Justin is all about the outer energy. She is inner, inner energy teams, which is super cool. Elise is also certified through the International Coaching Federation and has worked numerous worked with numerous entrepreneurs using her God-given gift in helping people realize their potential. Mm. She possesses a calm leadership style that she does. It, she oozes calm mm. and it soothes everybody in the room. And you'll see that in just a moment. But her authenticity is infectious mm. and she uh, is the uh, epitome uh, of the importance of, of building quality relationships with everybody she works with and is an integral part of building the Own It coaching team. Wow. And on top of all that, they got a podcast called The Own It Show. It's, and the it's list really goes awesome. on. Are right, you guys yep. get on in here. Uh, can't wait to, yes, uh, yes. for our, our listeners to see you, those who are on YouTube, and, and to hear you. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Well, thank you for those intros. Like now, now I just feel like I have to go find that those people and bring them in here. Yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> no, you better, you, you better level up on this one all the way to the top. I mean, <laughs> it, right. But you guys do, like I mentioned earlier, you got very impressive resumes and I think that's, that's going to sort of provide the springboard for our conversation today. Uh, because each of you were excelling with tremendously successful careers that could have taken you from here the, to the entire distance. So you can each answer this individually, but what changed? How come you left what there was, which most people would envy, to do what you're doing now? What was the passion that drove you? To just kind of walk through the circumstances that caused that to occur. Yeah, that's that's a really great question, um, and and I can I can start off here. I was in. We we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show. I was in the perfect situation. I knew I wanted to be a shoe buyer since I was, I was specific. I knew I wanted to be a shoe buyer living in New York city by the time I was 13 years old. So I had that goal. I set out on a path and ultimately I, I found my dream job working at Christian Louboutin. Yes. Wendy, you did say, you actually did say, oh, perfectly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was that perfect, lovely, 
even in, in some, in, in some aspects, cushy job, right. I was flying first class back and forth to Paris every other month. I was flying around the world. I was, I mean, I'm just going to say real quick, sexy job, sexy shoes. It's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. that's that's what it was. It it (laughs) really was. And you know, another aspect of it, um, that I think oftentimes gets overlooked is the quality of the people that were there. Uh, the retail industry, oftentimes can feel like the female version of the finance industry for, for a lot of companies and a lot of other companies that, that I had been at, it can feel, um, a bit catty. It can feel, uh, just low energy, uh, and non-supportive, but Louboutin was not that way at all. It was, you know, I was on an executive team of, there were both men and women absolutely on the executive team, but it was, it was mostly female, um, female oriented and the women were supportive, loving. We were friends. We propped each other up. We helped each other when we were down, we were honest, we were vulnerable. It was a really safe, amazing space to be. So when I say I was comfortable when it came to the job itself, I mean, I, I got to a point where I could, I could do the job with my eyes closed, but also the people were amazing people to be around. So when Almost I made like family. Exactly. I do. We, you, you, we, it's actually called your loopy family. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. I mean, I'm picturing my mind, I think in the fashion industry, I may immediately think of the movie, you know, the devil wears Prada or whatever. And that's how it can be. Right. That's absolutely how it can be. So there's Uh, nothing that you've shared. There's nothing in your story so far that you've shared that would indicate in any way whatsoever that one, you would get restless or frustrated or like, this is a sucky job or I'm moving on. I don't like these people. So far, it's all sounding pretty good. What in the world happened? It was amazing. I felt, um, I felt too comfortable and I stopped feeling challenged Mm. and there was something in me deep down. And ultimately at the, at the end of the day, it was God telling me, take, make a different choice take a different step, take that great leap of of faith. You're not going to know what it is. And I actually spent, I knew this and I sat on this for about three years. I knew I was ready for a transition. I knew I was meant to go on to something different. I even shared it, you know, the, the president of the company, she was my boss. I shared it with her two years before I left. So when I told her, I gave pretty good notice. I I gave them almost a, a year's eight months worth of notice Um, and she was not at all surprised and extremely supportive throughout the entire process, Mm. but yeah, it was, it was something, you know, it was, it was very God-driven in terms of me taking that leap of faith. I hate being uncomfortable. I hate change. So it was really, really hard for me. Um, but I spent a lot of, I spent a lot of time and over those three years, I was, you know, dabbling in different things. I thought maybe I wanted to be in the wine industry. I thought maybe I wanted to be in the consulting space. Um, I did, I did a good amount of research and, um, ultimately I got to a point where I thought I wanted to be a therapist. And so, cause I wanted to help people in a different way. Hence you married Justin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Justin. <laughs> yes. You can tell we're all friends here. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, I looked into that and I decided, you know what? I don't want to be late thirties, early forties, when I, when I start my next career based on, you know, the amount of schooling I would have had to go through for that. So I found this amazing coaching program that really dives deep into the psyche of humans to help them create real change in their lives. And it was, it was about a year long program, extremely intensive. I went through that while I was still at Louboutin actually. Um, And 
you know, I, I had planned on doing my own thing. I thought I was going to, you know, start my own coaching business was, was not planning on doing anything with Justin. And at the time, Justin had already started to own it. It looked very different than what it looks today, but he was in a place where he was working with clients more on a, in a physical space. And he had said, Hey, I know you're doing this coaching now. A couple of my clients are stuck in really creating change in their habits. Can you meet with them? And their success rate just shot up after really being able to dive deep and, and to understand what was what was holding them back. Um, and I was resistant to to working with Justin in the beginning. Um, you know, it, it was it, Justin always knew. I think deep down, Justin always knew we were going to work together. And I was like, no, no, no separate church and state. Right. (laughs) Um, but it, it just kind of happened. And at the center of all of it was trust, was trusting God and was trusting, trusting my gut and, and trusting, um, the pathway forward, even though I had no idea or no clarity around what exactly that was. So once you discovered it and God revealed it to you, um, you know, you didn't leave your corporate position until everything was kind of locked in, so to speak, so to speak. Right. Um, because I think a lot of people, which isn't always, you know, a bad thing, um, but they may leave that, that comfortable place a little too soon. Right. Uh, before they really know what that next move is. And then there may be in some financial turmoil or whatever, but you, 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 did it in a way where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this on the side and get locked in here and then give them enough notice and do this the, the appropriate way. And so, um, yeah, kudos to you on that. That's huge. Thank you. Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing that, and there are some people who they have this restlessness and they don't know what yeah. to do with it. And I mean, I love the fact that you paid attention to it because this was, uh, this was something that began to gnaw at you. And, and the very fact that you could admit, I'm just too comfortable. So I wonder how many of our listeners are in that spot right now. Like oh, I just, I'm just like, I'm I don't know who I'm says that challenge. ever. <laughs> I I'm don't just say too comfortable. that, do No, most people want to get comfortable, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We but don't. we don't grow no. if we stay in that comfortable place. So um, anyway, that that's, that's super cool, Elise. And um, you and Justin were already dating at that time or... Oh, we were living together at that time. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, we, we, had, we had been together for engaged. quite some time. Yeah. We okay. were engaged by that time, I think. Sorry, Justin, let's, let's move on over to your story. Uh, take us back to the beginning of what, what happened. You're again in, I'm going to assume somewhat of a comfortable place because you were well-recognized within the sports industry and you had great success in your coaching. So what happened? What, why'd you make the change? Yeah. So my story is a little bit different than Lisa's um, in the terms of I was comfortable. Um, I, I started to get restless right, literally right after the day after I signed my first NHL um, contract, to be honest with you. Um, it's something I'd always ever wanted, aspirationally was shooting for and was trying to hurry the journey the entire way, trying to get like, I want to get, okay, you're in the American League. Uh, okay, you're at the college route. Okay, you're here. You're at this internship, this assistant position. And it was always like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And as soon as I you're very goal-oriented. Goal-driven, yeah. yes. Yeah. And as soon as I, I signed that deal and I thought it would change the way I felt. I thought it would change me a little bit. And I woke up the next day and then, the same person. Um, and so it felt a little empty. It felt like I got to the top and a week in a month in a year in a year and a half. And I'm just like, is this it? Is this, is this really it? Is this what I'm doing? And I felt 
like I was underachieving. I felt like I was not doing enough. And because of that, I wanted to impact more and have a bigger hand in everything that was going on. And thus you start to, um, especially in a setting like that, where um, uh, it's very stay in your lane, very siloed, very, um, uh, how, how do I put it? Uh, you're under an institution. And so you don't have, you can't utilize that entrepreneurial vision that, and, and it's a gift that you have. And kind of it rubbed a, a lot of yeah, it felt yeah. like I was in a box and it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, going into year two, I was like, I, I really want to, I, I, I don't know if I'm going back. Uh, Elise and I were doing long distance. She was in New York. I was all the way out in uh, San Diego and Anaheim, Southern California. So literally opposite of the, opposite ends of the country. Uh, I happened to see um, somebody talk. Uh, it was uh, Magic Johnson and he was talking about how in his last year of his contract in LA with the, with the Lakers, um, he got the names and emails of everybody who had season tickets in the first row uh, on the floor um, and took them all for lunch. And to this day, 15, 20 of them are still his business partners and investors and different things because who's going to turn down a lunch with Magic Johnson. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to pout and go through the season, but rather as many times as I could on the road, I would, meet with a business person. And it, every single time when I learned a little bit more about like business, learned a little bit more about what they were doing, they'd always say, well, can you do this for me? Like, I'd, I'd love to learn about like what you're doing here because it's cutting edge stuff. Your vision is amazing. And so it started to plant these seeds in my mind. Um, and fast forward um, another year, uh, I got fired. And uh, it was like one day you're here and then the next day you're not. And our, and our entire performance staff got fired. You know, it's like what it's like in pro sports. Um, it, winner, winner, you're gone. Um, and somebody always has to kind of lead with that. And I think that was, I had the option of like, hey, you can continue to stay and had job offers from a couple of different areas, a couple of different teams that I could have gone to. But there was something pulling in me that was saying, Hey, there's something bigger. There's something you're really meant to do. And I, I go back to kind of that biblical story where the Ram was coming up one side of the, the, the mountain and Abraham's going up with his son on the other side of the mountain to sacrifice him. And then neither of them know that they're both going to have a story that is going to turn out completely different than why they're going up there. And, but literally God was kind of, helping them on that journey at the same time to meet at that area. And, and that's kind of how I feel that this is um, in, in that unique space. That is a great illustration, man. I never thought about that scene in the Bible quite like that, but I, I love that. Yeah. Both going up the mountain on other sides uh, with different thoughts in mind. I'm not sure what the Ram was thinking, but didn't I'm going to eat, gonna... baby. I'm going to eat. But, it's... <laughs> but Little, you know, you're never going to get that meal. Uh, no, exactly. So I'm, ju I'm just curious, as you guys kind of go back into your childhood and your upbringing, were there particular marks along the way that helped define who you are today? Without a doubt. I mean, for me, it was, and, and it's funny because I've always had this entrepreneurial like spirit, this very, I've always been very, it is a great word, like an obsessive, addictive behavior has just always been at the the core root of who I was. And my parents are very special people. Um, and when I say that to a point where 
there was nothing but love and support ever poured out for me, not enabling by any means, but true love and support that allowed me to be different, that allowed me to explore those different parts of me that I just always thought differently. And, and forever, I've always felt like I was a, a misfit, like an island of misfit toys, never fit in, uh, thought differently. And because of that, it made me very insecure. And coming up, it's just like anybody else. When you're insecure, you feel like you have to overcompensate in different ways by being the funny guy or um, being uh, more than you actually are or uh, fabricating or all of these things. And that became something that I hid behind. It became something that I, uh, I, I leaned on before I was really able to own who I was, that I was able to own that I am different. And this is the exact way that God made me. Uh, even going back to the story, I heard this in a sermon the other day, and I just started weeping because it just like it, it hit me so heavily when God was preparing to go back to Jerusalem and he was going to be hung on the cross and knew that journey was happening. He called for a donkey that was tied up three cities away. We sisters. Little does that donkey know that he's just going to go deliver and have an amazing, like for a massive purpose, he's going to deliver the person that saves the world. A lot of times we feel like these anchors that are holding us down are these negative things and that they're all poor in nature, but rather no God's like, Hey, I'm going to, he's the one that put them there. I'm going to hold you here until you're ready. You're not ready for what I'm about to put you for. <laughs> Brings me to tears now, but I, it, it just resonates so heavily with me because I felt that way through my entire life that you're just being held back and held back and held back and you want to do more, but it's like, no, you have to stay here. You have to go through this. You have to feel this. You have to experience this. You have to make and cut your teeth here so that you can ultimately go do what I've been made and built you to do. Mm. Because if I just put you there now and you want to go do it your own, you're, you're, you're going to serve less than what I've built you for. And that is, I think that it, just that experience alone is, I think, something that uh, I continue to come back to and I continue to hold true, knowing that there's anchors I, I still hold today that at some point will be unleashed and no hell or fury can hold them back. I mean, I'm serious, Justin, you're talking to somebody <clears throat> right now yeah, that yeah. may feel like they are um, tied up like that donkey that you were talking about that, that, um, led Jesus to the, or carried Jesus to the cross, but that you even felt that way. And so, um, there's a time, there's a time that, that God wants to really unleash all of the gifts and talents that he's, um, blessed us with. And so we get to be patient and be discerning. And that's exactly what you have, have been and been doing throughout this time. So, um, I think it's awesome. And I love the fact and I'll, that and I'll say first off, like I haven't always done it well. I am not a patient person. Ask the least. <laughs> Patience is not something that yeah, I. Most, I mean, most high achievers aren't because you're just always on the move, you know, trying to get the next thing done. So we we totally get that. But I love the fact that your parents were so supportive and yeah. loving, and and that that even though you recognize what you consider to be a weakness, that insecurity, your parents gave you freedom to go explore and be who you know you wanted to be or who God had called you to be. And I think that's a word for parents or parents yeah. to be that the more you can love and support your kids, even if your kid seems a little different than others, you can't, you can't beat love. Love never fails. That's so right. Justin, thank you for sharing that. Yes. All right, Elise, let's Elise. Back, back to your childhood. You're on the couch right now and you're going to be a therapist for yourself. 
<laughs> what occurred in your childhood that helped develop uh, who you are today? Sure. Yeah. I love that question. So for me, I was always a very, very small person growing up. Um, I petite. no more than petite <laughs> when I was, I actually had growth development issues when I went into high school. So I'm 14 years old. I was four foot 10 and I weighed 65 pounds. Wow. When I was in eighth grade, my mom walked in to pick me up from school and a, a friend of mine was, was holding me on her hip. I was very, like I was, I was very, very small. Um, I actually went on HGH. I have, I have no shame sharing that. Um, when I was in high school, I think intuitively, I think I'm, I'm the size I was always meant to be. I don't, I don't really think that, that it helped me at the time, but I think I'm, I'm meant to be the way that I am today. Um, but when you are going through adolescence and you see all of your peers around you growing into these beautiful women and you're kind of stuck back here and they're starting to get attention from boys and, you know, things are happening and you, you still feel like a little kid. It's really, really hard for me. And I remember, um, gosh, that was such a painful memory, but I remember when I finally started to come into myself, I was a senior in high school at that point, I had started dating one of like the cooler guys who went to, I went to an all girls Catholic school. He went to the all boys Catholic school and, um, he showed interest in me and I, and I heard somebody talking about me when I was walking by them saying, I can't believe he's dating Elise just because I was known you know, I was, I was never, I was never seen, I think as, as a beautiful woman or as, or as a beautiful peer in, in their eyes. And girls especially can be so brutal in high school caddy. Yeah, exactly. So that was, you know, a really tough moment, but what it allowed me to do was to find my voice instead of, instead of going along with what everybody being on the same process that everybody else was on. I was on a very different process. And so I had to figure out who I was because of who I was inside, not because of who I was outside. Mm. And that at that age, that's a really, really tough lesson to learn. Absolutely. Because I had to go through that in a, in a different way. I know it is what has allowed me to be the strong, confident woman that I am today. I would not be able to lead teams the way that I do had I not been through that. I would not be able to have difficult conversations the way that I do had I not been through that. So that was a really big contributor to to how I'm able to show up today. Elise, wow. that's amazing. A training ground. Yeah. And I think about, um, you know, grown women in their 50s, 60s and beyond that still haven't grown into who they are which is interesting, right? And so um, I want you to speak to that for just a moment because someone listening might need to, because y'all are young um, and, you know, someone maybe watching this may say, oh yeah, well, you know, they're young, they've, whatever. But what about someone who, who has been through life and they really have never come into their own? What would you say to that person? Like, like what's the first step? What, what, it, how do you, how do you take ownership of your different and, and step into that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I would say two things. Listen to yourself and listen to God because that's all that matters. Amen. <laughs> that's so good. And drop the mic. That's simple. Yes. <laughs> yep. I mean, at its at its finest, I spent way too long ignoring both of those things. Quite I mean, it, had you talked to me six or seven years ago, I would have told you I have no intuition. Mm. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. But now I would tell you it's my superpower. 
Yeah. Right. And now I, I have a much, much stronger connection. God's always been a part of my life, but you know, I was, I was raised Roman Catholic. I'm no longer Roman Catholic. Um, so I've had my own transition and my own, my own journey and my relationship with God. But, um, you know, Justin and I come across a really tough time at work or in our relationship and we pray. Right. And so being able to have that, that connection with, with God and also with myself has been the most difficult, but most rewarding journey Mm. that I've been on. So good. You guys, uh, you, you guys took advantage of what others, um, you know, could just view as too big of a challenge or too big of a weakness and just kind of call it quits there and get comfortable with where you are, who you are. And I, I, man, I love that because that can be very inspiring for those who are feeling a bit stuck and need to get beyond that. Um, let's go back to, uh, where we left off with Justin because he just got fired. <laughs> he, he doesn't know where he's headed or what's going on. And now we've got this company called own it. I don't know that it went that quickly, but starting any business has got huge risk. And especially for somebody who's quote been insecure, right. To go out and just start a business like that. So walk us through that process. And then we want to find out sort of like what's what's at the crux of this company, Own It, and what are you hoping to have happen as a result? Yeah, so it was, uh, I went out to New York City. Elise was living there. And you can imagine, I still like, I, I'm in this intermediary space where I was at the top Yes, I wasn't. And yes, I wasn't fully fulfilled. I wasn't totally happy. But now I'm uh, being told I should start a company, start a business. I don't know how to do that. I know I meant for more. I know I meant to ingrain and go this way. But something that often we don't think about, especially in the sports world, is that you're kept in this silo and this bubble that you think small and you continue to think small and you have this scarcity mindset not allowing yourself to think big. You're, I'm, I'm a strength coach. This is what I do. I'm a performance coach. This is what I do. And your identity is tied up in the logo on your chest or um, the, the, the athlete that you're serving or the celebrity that you work with. And I, I, I hadn't shook that at all. Um, so that was still on my mind is like, who am I working with? Who am I doing? Who am I helping? And so I went all in on my private NHL guys and was flying around and seeing them and traveling on trains and planes and automobiles. And so is some of it a little bit kind of pride and ego that's wrapped into hundred percent. Yeah. It, right. That's, that's what drove all of that. Yeah. Um, I went and I had this hustle about me still, but, and I, but I didn't know what own it was meant to be. So I was going around to luxury um, uh, apartment buildings in New York city and waiting at the bottom and having conversations with people as they walked out about what I did. And wow, that's got a, a couple, <laughs> got, a couple that of, <laughs> got a couple of one-on-one clients there. And then I went in to this, uh, gym in New York city. A lot of celebrities work out there with, uh, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Serhant and, uh, uh Justin Bieber, Bieber's wife at the time. And the, a bunch of Sarah Jessica Parker, a lot of other Victoria, every Victoria's Secret model you could imagine. And that's where I kind of threw myself into to see how, okay, how do I do this? Same thing happened where I felt like I was in a box. It gave me anxiety every single morning I wake up because I'm just doing it for the wrong reasons. You didn't feel like you, you were like an imposter. Yeah. Not a hundred percent. 
I was not being authentic to what was on my heart. And uh, it wasn't until uh, the pandemic, actually, um, we came down to Florida and um, I put on a couple different um, events, one for Elisa's family, one my parents brought a bunch of people in and I did an event with them. They talk about like, how do you find yourself how do you find, drop this ego and and really lean into what you identify with as something greater than yourself and something greater than uh, and how do you, how are you serving in that way? And quite honestly, it was it was healing for me. It was it was opening an opening for me. And I'll never forget. I was still battling with things back and forth, and I was sitting at the table trying to build out this programming frustrated and as beyond as you could imagine just not being able to how to communicate what's going on in my mind through a notebook in the garbage and it, it was a, it was a tough day <laughs> there was a lot of cursing and yelling and i got up i walked outside i had my ipad with me i got in a kayak and i just started kayaking around the lake and i literally it again it's a crazy story and if you don't have a faith background or you don't haven't um, experience like God's grace and God's amazing power that you're going to be like, yeah, okay, this is cool. But I went out, I was in that kayak and I was like, God, just make it clear, like help me and and bring it all together. Um, I was in the kayak and all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, that's it. And I just started writing. I started writing. I started so wait, writing. So you're saying your, your parasympathetic, uh, parasympathetic nervous, system, nervous was... system took over. <laughs> I was using and that. I'm just in this sense of flow and I'm just going and I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing and I'm writing. And I got an absolutely terrible sunburn, but I just kept writing. I kept writing and I paddled back in. I went upstairs and I said to Elise and her mom, I got it. Like I got it. And then it was time to start and then it was time to start building. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, Elise, what was your first reaction when you said I got it? I remember the day. I don't remember what my reaction was though. I think I was congratulatory. Hmm. <laughs> At least awesome. I like to 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 hope I was that way. Yeah. 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 Probably thinking, finally, yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I love how, go ahead. Well, you had seen me struggle for so long with this. It yeah. was, it, and and it was something that I was just battling back and forth, back and forth. Again, going back to that image of the donkey is I'm just like trying to, I'm on YouTube, you can see me, I'm like trying to yank my head away from like this rope that's got me here and I can't go anywhere. And then all of a sudden it was like, See, idiot, you don't have to do it on your own. Away it goes. And- well, you both you both have uh like a pit bull determination to to get to the resolve of things, right? Like neither one of you seem to settle in comfortably not having answers or direction or vision. Or just being comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Or, or reason <laughs> did, to wonderful. Did you t- did you talk to my mom before this because she calls me a pit bull? <laughs> Oh, really? really? Oh, that's yeah. funny. But you know what? That so, that's that's a, a positive thing, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, she doesn't use that. it in a positive way, oh, though. Okay. Well, we're using it in a positive way. <laughs> well, it's real clear the two of you have got a a real passion. Mm-hmm. You know how to overcome challenges, and just because you have your own company now that's doing a remarkable job of helping people doesn't mean that now all the challenges are over, or that you're still not hungry. 
So talk a little bit about just, first of all, just what your company specifically does. What is Own It all about? And why should people pay attention to what it is you're trying to accomplish through that company? Yeah, so we create a holistic ecosystem for people to truly find out how they need to operate so they can truly live differently and uh, for a longer period of time. That, I mean, go. that's just like, boom, yes. drop the mic on that one. And uh, give us, if you could, Justin, uh, just a, an example or two of someone who's gone through the program, maybe like the before and after snapshot. I'm thinking of your skier guy. Yeah. So a uh, couple things. One is when people come into our program, they've often tried everything. They're, they, they don't have energy. They can't sleep. They uh, maybe have some gut issues. They um, sometimes feel like Elise and I, where they're just insecure. They're not feeling as good as they should um, because our body can't tell the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, emotional stress. And so whenever people come in, we want to get a holistic picture of what's actually going on mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally from the inside out and have it be data driven. So from gut biome testing to cellular testing, to micronutrient dysfunction, to epigenetic DNA, um, and then uh, cognitive uh, brain function. And in doing this, we start to understand the whole picture of what's actually happening. And so it's like you going and buying a home, you walk in the outside of the house looks outstanding. You walk in the main floor fully renovated, but it's a three floor house. And you're like, I'll take it. Little do we know that the attic has mold under the, the basement has rats running around and it won't be long before that starts to slowly penetrate that main floor. And so we need to understand that within the body as well. And uh, through our doctoral team, through our inner energy team that deals with strictly mindset, the outer energy team that deals with the uh, the nutrition, the exercise and all this component, we holistically integrate it all together to allow people to live differently and bring out what is truly put on their heart and, and to be able to excel at the level in which God has, has allowed that to happen. Cool. That's so awesome. I love that. And um, Elise, you really work with more of the, the inner healing, inner energy part, because um, like Justin said, the house could look either good on the outside and then the insides all get cobwebs or whatever. Um, so you, you go in and you, and you kind of take your little dust <laughs> broom, if you will, and, and help them um, clear out those cobwebs and get them to see clearly that, um, that they are, are, worthy of having a pure, healthy, clean home. Right. And that's their, their vehicle here. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. It all goes to, it all boils down to self-worth Yeah, because at the end of the day, everybody has what I call an inner critic that's constantly attacking their, their self-worth or that idea of I'm not good enough, Yeah, but most people are not conscious of it. It resides in their subconscious. So a lot of the work that I do is identifying what that is, bringing it to a conscious perspective so that they can know, hey, this is at play. And instead of just sinking into their reaction, the pattern that they've had since they were two years old, they can now bring awareness to it and say, no, I'm actually, I've been given the gift of being able to choose a different thought, choose a different belief. Yes. I love that. I love that because y'all are talking my language and I mean, I'm all about what you guys um, teach and do and, and Todd and I both are in agreement 100%, but thank you guys so much for sharing um, just a little snapshot of 
of your your story and sharing your passion because again God wastes nothing and so as you have come into who you are today you are serving um, the greater good because of what you've been through and so thank you thank you for uh, being pit bulls yeah and <laughs> and going after yeah it. and your authenticity yeah, too yeah. Uh, just Wendy and I had a chance to spend a couple of days with you guys yeah uh, in a, in a very um, intimate powerful uh, mm-hmm. eye opening two days of like a seminar. And went through all of the different components that you guys work with uh, in Own It and really just felt personally very, you know, benefited by the entire experience. For those who want to learn more and really want to get down deep into this, uh, along with the books that you've got online, what's the best way they can get in touch or find out more information? Is it ownitcoaching.com? Ownitcoaching.com. Yeah, perfect. So go there and check out all the resources and and get yourself on a healthy track. That's right. We beg you, please. All right. So to wrap this interview up, we again, appreciate you guys so much. But to wrap this up, let's do something a little fun. What is um, something that maybe others don't know about you uh, individually and also collectively as a couple that uh, might be kind of a little fun, fun fact. Um, you know, like Justin plays like the accordion plays the while dancing. Or or, the, you know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, what you got? <laughs> Anything? Yeah, who knows? It might be something that neither one of them knew about. So <laughs> we just, can go on America's yeah. Got Talent. So yeah. Justin, is there anything that, you know, most people just don't know about you? I don't know. I'd say I'm a pretty boring guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, you're not boring. You're just disciplined and regimented. Yeah. Um, I have. How about I'll give you one for Justin. And he there you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Something most people don't know about Justin, and that I learned he hid it for a long time while we were dating. Ooh. Is he like, has a massive sweet tooth. I thought I had a big sweet tooth. <laughs> what? He has a bigger, and I'm known in my family. My family of 120 people yeah. for having 100. a big sweet tooth. Justin has a bigger sweet tooth than oh, me. Man, oh, my dude, word. You've okay. been busted. <laughs> no wonder he works so hard physically to burn it all <laughs> off, right? All right. That's good. I do make great choices, though. I yeah. bet you do. You ha- Do you have like chocolate, yeah, chocolate avocado pudding? So, so, okay, now that we're in this, like, this is why acai bowls are such like a key point of my life. I I make, and I make my own, right? So I can determine what goes in. And so I'll take frozen vegetables and I'll put them in like a frozen vegetable medley. I'll put in uh, a frozen berry medley and then I'll add some uh, spinach to it. And then I'll throw my protein powder in Awesome. just a dash of milk. Uh, and when I say that it's almond milk or coconut milk or cashew milk, we blend it to the point where we'll pick up the blender and turn it upside down. And I could literally start eating it from the upside down point. It's that thick. That thick. The, oh, the Vitamix gets a workout. That actually sounds when good. Okay. When, when is, when is that going to be available in whole foods? Cause I, mean, I want to go buy it right Seriously. Now. And yes, so, yes. um, I probably, at least is right. I probably dabble on about two, if not three of those a day. That's amazing. Uh, that's cool. well, primary well, primary component of my diet. Um, and uh, yeah. So well, that's is, good. That's good fun fact. He's okay, still, he's still us, big and strong. Oh, wait a minute. One, one, what, one more thing I just want to oh. point out because I know this too, and most people don't know this <laughs> unless they're following Justin. But tell us about that competition that uh, oh. that you endured a couple of months, maybe a couple of months ago. I don't remember the name of it. Just describe it real briefly and, and it intense. where you ended that's up because like, you're going for like a world record. So it's, it's called the High Rocks Games as well as the, uh, the DecaFit series. And so there's two different types of outdoor races, I guess you could say, but um, it's 
you run a mile between each one approximately. And then uh, there's 10 events from sled pushing to uh, rowing to uh, lunges to med ball carries to you name it. There's about 10 different events and you do them back to back to back, try to finish as quickly as you can. Um, set a goal coming into this year, again, obsessive of uh, setting world records and everything. Um, and so I've qualified for the world championships and each world championships are coming up May 14th in Vegas for the High Rocks games. Um, so I'll have the, the fittest 30 people in, uh, in the world that are competing for this and we'll see how, we'll see how the 14th comes out. Oh Amazing. Well, we world. will be oh. praying and believing in that one. Okay. <laughs> Um, Justin, let's go ahead and hear. So about it's funny because I was actually going to say that she has an unbelievable sweet tooth, but, um, when we can, we're just both sweet people, <laughs> I know. And so the, the other thing uh-huh. that people, again, you would have to follow at least to know this. She has a best friend that may take precedence over me even, and that's our dog Delano. And she is a massive she will do anything for that dog literally anything we met delano (laughs) cute dog very cute (laughs) well i love this you guys that was a lot of fun um thank you for sharing and um do you have any last questions no i i what what i would like for people to do is I mean, go, to, go to your website, website and check things out because your work is phenomenal. And I love the fact that you both have a passion. You've, you've pursued things to better yourselves, but equally you've pursued things to help others better their lives. And I just commend you and honor you guys for doing that. Keep those fires burning because so many people need that kind of help. And uh, you bring in that kind of passion and, and great track record and proven results is what can really make a difference. So yeah. thank you guys. Thank you. God bless y'all. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. We'll catch you next time. So glad you could join us today. And you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypat.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.